0: We're back. we're back, baby. <laughs> we're on the train.
1: Connor, you're like a nippy corner boy hanging out in the corner. <laughs> I didn't know
0: we still had you. Go on.
1: GAA
2: uh, Late Night. Live every Sunday evening, 8.30 on Twitter Spaces. Follow at Off the Ball. Well, we're here in Thurlis following a dramatic day of All Ireland hurling quarterfinals. Galway winning the first one by a point. Claire winning the second one after a bit of a late rally against Wexford. Tommy Walsh, nine-time All-Star, nine-time all ireland winner, w- watched it with me. Tommy, I think it's fair to say that uh, Galway and Clare deserved their wins, didn't they? Absolutely,
1: and they uh, both had to fight hard for it, uh, especially Clare in that second half. But definitely when Lee Chin got that second goal, all the momentum, all the spirit, the crowd, everything was going with Wexford. It looked like they were going to you know, go on and create one of the biggest shocks of the day. But no, Um, as Brian and teams do. They will stay fighting like their manager with no little skill. And um, Tony Kelly, I thought, and Shane O'Donnell are absolutely putting a huge last quarter and upset Aaron Channer. I was wondering where this guy was all season because he was one of their main players. And I stepped up and scored one, two. And the most important uh, scores of that was the goal because that swung the momentum towards Clare and a massive win for Clare here today. And they're to a semi-final now with Kilkenny with a 50-50 chance. Now, Clare, we're getting on top anyway, the but Dio Keep was taken off for of Wexford late stand. on. You that were surprised with agree. that, weren't you? Because Please he was doing a great job. The yeah, Dio Keep was brilliant. And I remember, just in my head, I was thinking, is that because of GPS? And only Wexford, I suppose, could, could, could answer that. He's been in such a huge shift all day. I was thinking maybe his, his GPS is showing him to be slowed down. But I often play games, Oisin, where you mightn't be you feel like you can't run for the next ball but you dog it out, you go for the next ball and you win it and Dio Keefe is that kind of a player so I was shocking surprise because he was covering off all the angles all day and he put in you know a huge chip for Wexford
2: In some ways we saw the best of Clare today even though they didn't play as well maybe as they did against Limerick but Tony Kelly pulled it out of the bag, got three from play towards the end of the match, three big points, Shane O'Donnell dropped back and did his usual thing this year of working hard and being a kind of a creator for maybe others, he got a couple of scores himself as well, Peter Duggan was a handful and and as you say Aaron Shanner came in and scored 1-2
1: yeah well you always need a balance as well and in that last quarter Peter Duggan brought down some amount of ball high balls coming down hard to win it against that Wexford defence who were on top all day but he used to bring it down with the hurl and the boys that come in and hoover up the brakes um, as you said Tony Kelly scored three points in that last second half he, scored, he had one up to that so he finished with four and you know the rumours were coming into the game Tony Kelly didn't train he looked maybe, you know, that he wasn't buzzing around. Maybe he was injured as well. But there was also t- two huge incidents where he put in two huge hooks. Uh, one of them for one. I'd say it went down and maybe they got a point off it. Um, but absolutely brilliant. Off the ball as well all day today. But Shane O'Donnell has been her novice skin all year. And he won a few rare frees. They really should turn up the PA system,
2: shouldn't they? It's not nearly loud enough. Esther, please, get to the tunnel. Um, Tommy, what about Claire? Can they get back to the level they were at at the Munster final for the All-Ireland semi-finals because sometimes you just need to get a game played you just need to get through it somehow and that's what they've done today they haven't been particularly good against Wexford but they will have to step it back up for the All-Ireland semi-final and they're well capable of doing
1: it well yeah that was a that was a perfect match for them you know just get over the line quarter finals are for winning to get to the semi-final especially after such a huge loss in the Munster final and now the people will be back in their step for the last two weeks or last yeah two weeks people have been clapping in the back telling them they're great lads but they lost they lost the Munster final so the players wouldn't have enjoyed that towards now when they get the clap in the back they won and uh, they really dogged it and that's probably what will probably, especially going against Kilkenny. You know, I suppose the GA in general would think if there's one team will dog out a win it's a Brian Cody's Kilkenny team, but he's coming up now against a Brian Lone and a Clare team. So, you know, it'll be a huge, huge physical battle, I'd say. But as, as I said, I, I have great faith in this Kilkenny team. I think they're fierce, you know, they're forwards again, forwards that can score and hurt you and clear of the same. And it'll be, I think, a huge 50 50 battle for this All Ireland final place.
2: You wouldn't have too many games played against Clare in Championship, would
1: you? Well, go back to, say, our my first All-Ireland on the panels in 2002 against Clare, uh, that was the, the great Clare team probably coming near, near to the end, and they happened to win that. After that, then, played them in a couple of semi-finals, 2006 semi-final. They put us under the... Gee, we were under the cosh that day. They played really, really well, but we got over the line uh, in 0-6 and went on. So, after that then, I can't remember too many times... Actually, we got betting. We, My we, point is,
2: is you've yeah. never peaked as teams together.
1: No, no. And this could be, you know, they're two new teams as such. Uh, they're, they're older, experienced players, but with a rush of young lads coming in. So, listen, it should lead to a very exciting build-up.
2: I want to talk to you about Galway and Cork because that was the first game of the double header here. Um, Cork will be kicking themselves because they had the chances to win it and they didn't take them. Yeah, they had a lot of chances. And the goal
1: chances that they had, they were proper goal chances. They weren't... Uh, chances where you'd say after the game when you're analysing it looking at the video footage why you didn't you just tap the ball over the bar they were not tapped the ball over the bar uh, opportunities it's just they could have took it on an extra five or six yards
2: sorry to cut across you but you might be able to hear cheering in the background you possibly can't see what's going on Brian Lowen is walking back to the dressing rooms and the Clare fans are cheering sorry to cut across you Tommy back to Cork
1: yeah so the, the goal chances um, they had them goal chances but there were proper goal chances and they deserved to the go from they had to take a bit more experience if they had to take it in another couple of yards they would have been definitely goals. So they missed a couple of frees as well. So listen, no, there'll be a huge disappointment at saying Cork this evening because that game
2: was definitely there for them. There will be a lot of talk about the Cork management, but I would put it to you that they actually did come up with a performance today. They just didn't take their chances. And that's. A better way to end a season than maybe last year, getting to the final and getting absolutely battered and people were saying, Well, where are you going? What's happening with this team? Yeah, you can definitely um, rest there and you know they they, they picked they
1: made hard choices during the season, you know, dropped the all time leading top scorer in, in the all ireland senior hurling championship, Patrick Horgan. I know they brought him on at half time, but they made hard hard decisions and hard choices at different at different stages. And that means that they left no stone unturned. They turned up a performance today. Just unfortunately, like in the Leinster final didn't execute their chances and um, you can always hold your your head up after performances like that
2: question marks over Galway coming into this was could their forwards do it outside of Conor Whelan did they answer those questions today
1: yeah well when Carl Mannion plays well for Galway Galway play well Mannion playing a huge shift scored a great scores he was chasing back himself and Park made great interceptions at various stages of that game Conor Whelan as you said he finished with I'd say one two the goal but he learned from the Lenser final he bounced it into the corner as opposed to straight at the goalkeeper and it was from a very very tight angle but he kept going further and they got that goal so listen huge performances from I thought Manion in the, in the back lane as well Joseph Cooney had to go back as Garrod McInerney went off and that could have been one of those kind of D.O. Keefe moments where you'd say when Garrod McInerney went off they seemed to lose it but no Joseph Cooney slotted back in but I think the performance for me of the day for Galu is David uh um, David ah, oh, David Burke was brilliant Brilliant well. two two And, three and three. I And I And Fintan's sideline cuts Relieve such pressure off the, off the back line When he drives it up To the full forward line But oh, David Burke was, was Epic 22. today.
2: Do they have a chance Against Limerick
1: uh, They do They always have a chance When are in the semi-final And sometimes a semi-final Is a place to catch An All-Ireland champion What Would make you think They do have a chance
2: What about Galway Do you like Well the fact that Now they're scoring Aside from their manager
1: <laughs>
2: Took the words out of me mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: listen. A Galway team can always score, and we said that before the game. They will always put huge scores. Regards on the on the pine side of things. But can they score goals? They didn't score goals in 2017 when they won All Ireland. But in 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 the game today, they scored One, two. I mean, you're scoring goals, but it's a rivalry. It's what, why I give them a chance. When you're playing a derby match, and Galway and Limerick are huge rivals. I mean, when, when Galway put it up to Limerick, they won't like playing them. Play each other in the All Ireland final. They barely go over the line Limerick. They played in the All-Ireland semi-final a couple of years ago. They barely go over the line Limerick.
2: So, you know, maybe third time lucky for this goal of a team. OK, Tommy, for now, thank you very much. I know you'll be back on Off the Ball during the week to talk about these games in a bit more detail. You'll have more time to reflect. You'll be able to watch them back for now. You're off to play a match yourself, so I better let you go. Uh, Tommy Walsh, talked to me here at Turles, where Clare and Galway have qualified for the All-Ireland semi-finals. A lot more on these games available on all of Off the Ball's social media channels.
3: So it's been Talton Cup semi-final day in Crop Park. It's been a long day, Michael, but uh, quite an entertaining day and some two good games.
0: Yeah, um, probably the better two earlier today between Sligo and, and Cavan. Uh, two teams that really went for the game, went at each other. It was an end-to-end, entertaining, real positive game of football. Um, and the second game probably, you know, between Westmead and Offaly, a little bit more of a chasm between the two teams i would say westmead won it comfortably uh their physicality pace around the middle of the field you know they just cut through awfully and awfully really just couldn't couldn't match them on that front Um, And they ran out easy winners, albeit, you know, at a big scoreline of 322 to to 216.
3: Yeah, so Cavan and Westmeath will now play each other in the final in a couple of weeks' time, three weeks' time, July the 9th, before the senior semi-final, the main All-Ireland series. And Cavan started off the day with a 20 points to 114 victory over Sligo and probably were full value for, for that win, particularly, like both games, Such a good start and such an uphill battle for Sligo. And they were very, very wasteful as well, I thought, Sligo.
0: Yeah, first half especially, you know, there's a strong breeze. There was a strong breeze blowing directly down the field uh, from the Hill 16 end. And and Sligo never really got to grips with it, I suppose, in the first half. You know, dropped, I think, three or four balls into the keeper. You did another three or four wides, you know, from easy positions. um, And that's ultimately what cost them. Uh, They had their keeper, obviously, to tank for a few... You know, great saves that kept him in the game. A couple from Garrod, McKeon, and one before and after halftime. Thomas Galligan went through as well. I think and, you know, just slipped one a little bit wide. So, you know, I do think Cavan were full value for it. I think Sligo gave us, you know, gave us a really entertaining match, and they can be really proud of the of the fight that they put up. But I think people would have expected Cavan to go through. And what you would say is that they're two very evenly matched teams going into the final as well. Um, both themselves and Westmead play a positive brand of football, they both really want to have contact in the middle of the field when uh, you know, the opposition is attacking them and they both have some great scorers uh, up front as well which is always uh, something nice to look at.
3: Yeah, I suppose Sligo, as in probably all the four teams that we saw here, that's why they were ultimately at this semi-final stage, but took the, val- the competition at full full value and really, really went for it. And, you know, the substitution of, of Niall Murphy at half time really kicked them into life from a, an attacking perspective, shall we say?
0: Yeah, look, it's just, it was a pity, I suppose, that he wasn't starting from the, from the, the get-go. His, his movement in the inside line, you know, he was he was just always in the right area, always making the correct runs. And I think Sean Carabine hit him with a couple of great passes as well. Once, because he kind of just gave them that little bit of nouse in the inside forward line. Um, he probably could have had a, a goal maybe if Pat O'Connor had slipped, a, slipped one across. When, you know, I think that that was probably the disappointing thing for Sligo. They were always maybe two points behind. They never even got it to a point or, or brought it back level where they could kind of look Cavan in, in the dead of the eyes going down the home straight. Um... But look, there's definitely something to build on, I think, if you're Sligo. Uh, they did, as you said, took the competition at full value, did a great local derby against Leitrim that they came through. They've now played in Crow Park, you know, and that gives you a taste uh, for for the future and, and for attacking another Celtic Cup next year um, if they do end up in the competition.
3: Yeah, Tony McEntee was quite open in terms of... Describing how important it was to his county's development and other counties at, at a similar level. I suppose you've kind of been on that radar, too. You did make the breakthrough as well. But how important is it And to get out here at headquarters and have that opportunity? We saw big players today make the most of that opportunity as well. But for development of counties, is that like the carrot just to say, yeah, I'll keep doing that dirty slogan up and down the road every night of the week because here's a, a tangible reward? I think
0: so, yeah. Um, you know, we started probably... With a Division Four final in in here in twenty thirteen or fourteen, and that was maybe the catalyst for the next couple of years that came afterwards. You know, we, we came to Crow Park, we won a trophy, and and we were very happy about that. We wanted to come back again. We felt that the place suited us, um, and it's the exact same for Sligo. It's the exact same for for Offaly, for Westmead, and and for. Um, Cavan, obviously. Look, the Leinster teams get to play here a little bit more. So if you're if you're from one of the counties in Division Three or Division Four, from Connacht or, or Munster or Ulster, there's a there is a reward to come to Crow Park for a semi-final in the Talton Cup. And you know it, it's a it's a very different game of football when you get here as well. Um, you you do have to be a lot more positive. Uh, I think you know it's a, it's it's quite man on man because there's so much space out there. So it's 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 great to test yourself. I'd say. Um, and to, to see where you stand when you come to headquarters to play a match.
3: And I suppose having come into this competition, The I suppose the majority of people would have predicted them to be the winners. We're going back off the 2020 and the development that has been under there under, under Mikey Graham. And I suppose ultimately their star players stood forward when they needed to when Sligo started asking those questions maybe in the third quarter
0: yeah big time Gerobe McKiernan really stood up I thought he kicked a couple of great scores you know I mean he could have finished the game with 2-5 um, had the two goals gone in and he also was the one who was continuously getting behind the Sligo defence and he was ably assisted then with Jared Smith James, James Smith and um, Thomas Galligan with really strong running through the middle they had great drive from their half back line and look it was just a really entertaining game of football um both sides went at it they both had turnovers and then hit at pace on the far end you know Pat's Milan was doing the exact same going the going the opposite way um so look full full credit to both teams it was really full-blooded and and I think you know everyone will look forward now to to seeing what what happens in in three weeks time on the other side with Westmead and Offaly like it just felt like every time Offaly went went close to a a challenge. The ball was being turned over, and they weren't laying a hand on Westmead as they were drifting up the field, and they were able to just walk walk into the to the D and kick points at will. And look, they have a, a, a stellar forward line. They're well able to play. So if you give them that much space and time, they're just going to punish you. And I, and that's what you've shown. They, it, you didn't feel like they were shooting the lights out, kicking three twenty-two, which tells its own story.
3: Yeah, like you look at Westmead, and you know the scoreline is probably reflective 3.22 to, to 116. could have probably should have added a bit more onto that with the bird's eye view here looking from high up in the Hogan stand looking down it did feel like look Offaly have had a lot of underage success but it did feel like it was still a lot of kind of smaller physique Westmead I thought blew them apart in the physical both fitness and pure
0: raw strength and just squashed the life of them at middle third yeah we were probably having that discussion did Offaly tend to have a lot of diminutive players like you know, and and that's that's fine as long as you front up to the physical challenge. And I just felt they didn't front up to the physical challenge across the field. It just felt like Westmead were able to walk past challenges, um, create overlaps at, at will, and and just kick scores for whenever they wanted to. And then, you know, you saw the difference any time that Offaly attacked, Westmead were you know all over them really. Um, but it is, I suppose, it's an interesting one in the fact that that Offaly still did kick two sixteen so. Like I, I don't think Westmead could can afford to let Cavan do that in in three weeks' time because the Cavan defence is a hell of a lot meaner, I think, and they certainly will front up to that physical challenge. They, they, they're well used to that in Ulster, um, and it's it. Look, it, I th- I do think it's gearing enough to be a cracking final. I think if you were if you were picking out teams at the start of the year, I think both of those teams would probably have been in your top three anyway. So it's it's good to see that you know you're probably going to get the best team of teams left in it in the competition in the finals
3: just quickly before we look ahead to that final and I think as you said it is something that everyone's going to look forward to and everyone pretty much had a, unless they got each other in the draw you would expect them to be in the latter stages but for Offaly now at underage success John Martin's four years in the job there's been definitely improvements developments we've seen them get the players through the conveyor belt of course there's a lot of dash coming through the, the, the coppers there as well uh, through the academies but that will take time they probably look like they as you said they there's still a bit more if they are even to compete at the higher ends of the Talton Cup. They probably need just a bit more steel out the middle.
0: Yeah, look, it takes it takes a a, a long time for, for underage success, I think, to translate into senior into senior level. Um a lot of the time it, 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 it does take those players who were would have been under twenty last year, it takes them four or five years before you're Physically at this stage, where you can start to do, to you know dominate games or or feel like you can impose physically on, on opponents. So for them, it's look they've they've had a run this year. They've played four championships, five championship games. Um, they competed in Division Three. So next year it should be aiming to see can we get promotion? Um, whether John Mohan's still at the helm next year, nobody really knows now at the minute. And then if, if that promotion happens, you know, you, you take a cut at whoever you get in uh in the San Maguire. And if it doesn't, I think they should be setting their sights and trying to win a Talton Cup next year because that's a tangible tangible thing that they can go after. Um, I don't think they'll have been too happy about their performance today. Um, like and 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 sometimes you do have to just hold your hand up and, and, and see what right, what are, what are we doing well, what are we doing wrong, and they just weren't getting any sort of um Hits or anything through the middle. So that's that's something they need to work on. Um, what I would say is they have great skill players, great players who can kick the ball. They're all they're all so comfortable on the ball. It's just a case of being able to mix that with not conceding very big scores and then they'll be on the, onto a winner.
3: Let's look at that final then as well. I think it is going to be eagerly anticipated. You know, we question the merits of having it on before the, the senior championship, but let's park that for a moment and just focus on the game. It does appear to be two, I suppose, industrial physical teams that probably will have one hell of a battle out in the middle third again there.
0: I think so. Look, there, there, there's going to be great matchups. I think Thomas Galligan and Ray Canellan in the middle of the field will be one to keep an eye on. Podrick Faulkner will have his hands full with John Hesson in the inside line. Um, and, and what Cavan actually did well today was they rotated their inside forward line. Um, you know, sometimes you might see McKiernan in there, sometimes you saw James Smith going inside. Um, Lynch was in there as well so I think they'll ask questions of Westmead through that middle third Um, I think they're Kavanagh coming to the boil nicely I would think they're they'll be very happy with their years work if they end up winning a Talton Cup you know they gave Donegal enough of it in Ulster Um, they wouldn't have been favoured to win that game but they're certainly there thereabouts they've come out of Division 4 they've won a Division 4 title and now they have a shot at winning a, a Talton Cup and, and cementing their place in the Sam Maguire next year for Westmead they would have picked themselves up after you know you know, they, I th- I do think Westmead fancied themselves against everyone other than Dublin in in Leinster, and and as they should because they're they're a very very good team. They're playing really really nice brand of football, really powerful, um, moving the ball to the inside line. I really really liked running O'Toole's uh, performance today. Just reminded me in some ways of of uh, Down footballer Mark Poland, where any time they would get it up to the forty-five, he was always on on the half turn, a little pop ball inside, and then. The strong runners coming through the middle off their inside line and you know if 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 Cavan give him enough room the next day he'll cause mayhem as as you know it's very hard to defend the type of ball he's putting in in front of John Heslin because he can go either way or left or right leg um and they'll just they'll continue to 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 keep doing what they're doing for Westmead look it it'd be a great it'd be a great piece of silverware to win um Cavan, obviously, have won an Ulster title in 2020, so...
3: Will that have an impact on proceedings, the fact that they've been at the bigger stage, if you want to call it that, and they've had that taste of success and the old cliche, know what it's like to win?
0: Uh, I think, so. look, they've won together. I think this Westmead team, they, they, it would be great for them to win a, a title. Um, they haven't won anything since the Leinster title in 2004 under Paddy O'Shea, so... It would be great for them to get an honor under the belt um i think it'd be a validation for some of their senior players like kevin egan or jerry egan uh even kieran martin came on there today Heslin as well who have probably all soldier for about 10 years now so a talton cup medal would be a nice tangible reward to go against that uh, but yeah you'd, you'd have to expect the Cavan have the more big game experience you know they played in an Ulster final recently although look there wasn't a crowd at that Ulster final it was you know in the height of, height of COVID nobody in the stadium and in, in some ways it's nearly easier playing in that sort of an atmosphere I'm sure there'll be a big crowd will travel from from both counties um, for the inaugural Tactical Cup final and it's definitely something to look forward to
3: It's been a long day it's time to get the hell out of Dodge here and, and pack up home uh, one word who's going to win it?
0: Ooh, I <laughs> I think Cavan, although my record in in ga in ga tipping is is extremely poor, so
3: this hope for West Media. yet?
0: <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. It's been a good day in Croker. Cheers. Thanks very much, John.